I will forgive you all ahead of time. No one greeted me with a happy new year this morning. I didn't receive any text messages wishing me well in the new year, but today does mark the beginning of a new year in the church. So happy new year. And today, with the beginning of a new year for the church, we enter the season of Advent. Advent, rather than beginning with sweet baby Jesus, all eight ounces, barely knowing a thing, wearing golden fleece diapers and playing with his baby Einstein, Advent starts with the prophet Jeremiah, calling out to the people of Israel to wait anticipate and trust wait anticipate and trust in the promised reign of God and the restoration of the house of David you will remember from your days in Sunday school that the good old days of Israel were found back during the reign of King David despite his faults King David the giant slaying king was God's anointed, the leader of God's chosen people. After David's rule, Israel was conquered by the Babylonian Empire. Part of the population was taken hostage in their homeland, while the other part of the population was forced to live in exile. A chosen people, once united now divided and scattered. The prophet Jeremiah was one of those people who was held captive in his homeland. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise, the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. Jeremiah was speaking to hostages who had been unable to leave, but who were forced to live as a conquered people. And these conquered people had begun to be seduced by the ways of their captors. Many during this time were making the best of a terrible situation by bending to the cultural norms. And Jeremiah says that turning to these new norms will not bring about God's promised redemption of their nation. The shoot out of the stump of David will be the result of the faithfulness of God and not Israel's pressure to conform to Babylonian society. This is our second advent under the weight of a global pandemic. Another year where we just finished Thanksgiving apart from loved ones, and now we hope our holiday cheer will be enough to dull the pain and sadness of a still-spreading virus. Like Israel, looking back and remembering the good old days of the reign of David, I find myself looking back to this time two years ago longing for an advent and I'll be honest a Christmas free of masks illness sadness and despair are you feeling the same 
Are you looking back because from your vantage point, life going forward without a global pandemic or endemic seems unrealistic? I find myself lying awake at night wondering if our new normal, masked with infection surges, will continue. Would it be easier to simply accept the way things are in this new normal? Are the way things are going to be the way things will be? While sitting in a Starbucks last week, I wrote this sermon. In this Starbucks, patrons and employees were separated by plexiglass. If it were not for the sounds of espresso machines and milk being steamed, you could have confused this space for a bank with bulletproof glass separating everyone in, this, in the room. My fellow customers and I were spaced apart further than my son is from his classmates at school. And we were glancing, it was really a glare, at one another to see who was going to wear their mask in between sips of overpriced Christmas lattes. Is this really how things are going to be? I long for the days when I was interrupted by a not-so-quick question about the Bible or critique of the church while I was writing or reading. What do I need to do to write the course? It seems we are determined to continue along. Reverend Kathleen O'Connor describes Israel's state during the Babylonian hostage crisis as people taken captive, dragged from their land and deprived of their temple. They are beaten, imprisoned, and faced death as a people. And like Jeremiah, they called out to God in despair. God promises to never abandon or forsake and raise a righteous branch. And those two things, God with us and the coming righteous branch, is not a quick fix for the condition the world found itself in and finds itself in today. Jeremiah's call to God's people to trust in God's provision in the past as they, as we, imagine what the shape of God's fulfillment of promises made will take in the future. The good old days always seem good, and the temptation that if you can't beat them, you might as well join them is a constant in our lives. Jesus told his disciples that his return would bring about the fulfillment of his kingdom, the kingdom of God. The world will see the Son of Man in a cloud with great power and glory, he said to his disciples. What began in the manger in Bethlehem will be fully realized, embodied to the fullest because God is, as God has promised, coming to us. Like it or not, the redemption of creation that began in the manger, that same redemption that was longed for by Israel and proclaimed by the prophets, is coming. And while we may long for the good old days or bend to our new norms, God tells us to wait, anticipate, and trust. 
wait, anticipate, and trust because we cannot, and I'll say this again, we cannot make things turn out the way God wants on our own. We are unable to embody the righteousness required to course correct a sin-filled world. So what are we to do? Just throw our hands up and shut it down now. What are the steps needed to be taken to, well, speed things up a little bit so that the good old days are no longer just a distant memory? The good old days or even the status quo might be okay or even great for us. But for many who are not us, the fulfillment of the kingdom of God cannot come quickly enough. What we may long for, the good old days, could be a return to pain and suffering for others. So now, really, what are we to do? What's to be done? And this is the rub. There's nothing for us to do. The prophet Jeremiah did not leave a checklist. I checked my Bible. Well, the New Testament section. The Old Testament's pretty confusing sometimes. So I checked the Gospels, at least, and I didn't find a checklist that Jesus left for us. There's no five easy steps to the second coming. All we can do is look forward, not backward. Waiting, anticipating, and trusting the coming reality embodied in the promise of Christ's return, all the while proclaiming the reign of Jesus Christ. We live between two advents. Christ has come, and Christ will come again. And the tension is unbearable. But between the tension of Christ has come and Christ has come again, this is the life the church lives between these two advents, we find ourselves between the good old days and what has been promised to come to us by God. The good old days and the status quo are not good news, but because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, we, all of us here today, all of us at home, can be proclaimers. We can be a community that embodies the reign of Jesus Christ the righteous branch here and now. A community of people committed to waiting, anticipating, and trusting, all the while knowing that while we may look a bit odd or even out of place doing so in our new normal, but it is our oddness that points away from ourselves and toward the new normal that Christ promises is Amen.